Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Delay of Game podcast. It's been a minute and we missed you bitches. And just for the record, so everybody knows it's completely 100% what's fault. A hundred and ten percent, actually. Okay, it's not my fault. I live in the middle of Podunk and I've got the spottiest internet connection known to man. I think this sounds like a lot of excuses. It was working fine and then you obviously fucked it up somehow and then you're too old to figure it out so okay let's not bring our real world problems onto the (laughs) podcast okay that's not what these people come here for they've been expecting us to help them through this period of time right before the season (laughs) starts and then there'll be tons to do and we failed them and i just want to let them know it was not my fault in any way shape or form it was a hundred percent on you I don't see why we need to place blame. That's that's all I'm saying. I don't I don't think they needed to know why it didn't happen. They were already sad enough that it didn't. I mean, I feel like, you know, without us putting out anything, they're just assuming the podcast failed them. And that's not true. But you know what? We're back. I, so, yeah, I just assumed they thought we died in a fiery plane crash somewhere. <laughs> it's likely. <laughs> you know what? No, more realistically, another choking accident. Yeah. Died eating too many tacos. You can go ahead and write that. Oh, yes. You can write that on my tombstone. (laughs) Died the way he lived, eating a taco. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Anyway, anyway, guys, uh, as always, it's your host. I'm Whit. I'm Matt. It's great to be back. For sure, for sure. And we've got an awesome show lined up for you guys. But first and foremost, I I can't explain how excited I am about the season starting up. It it is going to be a glorious thing. I'm all in for week one. It's finally here. It's crazy. We say this every season. I don't know how we make it through six months, but motherfucker, we made it. And I'm just, I'm, I've already got my bets lined up. I've already got my food selection set up. I'm ready. I just need to get there at this point. Yeah, I'm entirely too excited for all this, even though I mess things up for myself. <laughs> I have to do better in week two. I have plans for Thursday night football now, and then I guess we tentatively made plans Sunday, but I'm going to have to probably cancel those so I can watch football. It makes no sense to me how you commit your time to things without checking the football schedule. What are you doing? I'm not used to doing that. My wife does all the scheduling for me, and then usually just football (laughs) season, she knows it's blocked out completely, and so we don't have to do anything, and then I just completely forgot. All right. Well, I mean, the football gods were probably going to fuck you over anyway, so it's really not that big a deal. I mean, I've already heard your prediction that we're going to get an embarrassing loss to the Jaguars, that you've thrown down hundreds if not thousands of dollars betting on the Jags. Well, it's not American dollars, so it's really not the same, <laughs> but you are correct. <laughs> Is that what, yen or no, uh, like rubles? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go pesos. <laughs> pesos work. I- and, you know, whatever, whatever. But yeah, man, I legit looking at the lineup coming up this week, it, it's really going to be a great jumping off point, right? To where you can get a, a lay of the land of what these teams are going to look like with these new pieces that they've acquired over the season. It's one of the more exciting times of the season. Yeah, week one, we finally get to see our teams who we think they're going to be, right? Give us an idea, yeah. at least. We have to kind of wait till what, week four or five to get a good feel so we don't have another Panther situation on our hand. But, <laughs> but week one's a good glimpse, at least. Oh, I do love the fact that you were all in on the Panthers and Sam Darnold. 
and then come week five, the wheels completely fell off. <laughs> I will own that. That that was just a terrible read by my part. Terrible take, like many of my takes. But you know what? I'm just going to accept it, move on, and then give you other amazing takes that I consistently provide. Exactly. What were the numbers we were talking about before? 50% of the time, I'm right 100% of the time. Yeah. That's, no, that's the other way around. 100% of the time, I'm 50% of the time right. <laughs> Either go. way, I'm. it works for me. <laughs> there you go, man. All right, well then, why don't we just kind of talk right into the, the first game? I mean, by the time this comes out tomorrow, the game will be on that evening. So we're talking about the Rams and the Bills, man. I'm super excited about this game. I love the season starts with this game. It's going to be a ton of fun. I'm going to do a little sneak preview. Bills are my Super Bowl favorites. They were last year. I'm doubling down this year. It starts week one. You know, the Bills are the hot pick. And before you said that, I was all on board with the Bills. Now, <laughs> just because I want to be different and right, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. Okay? okay. Yeah. I I think last season, that shootout was a great game, a great indicator of where these teams lie in the power rankings and the level, or I guess the position of hierarchy in the AFC. I'm going with the fucking Chiefs. You're wrong again, Matt. <laughs> again? Wait, who won the season-long bet last year? I'm going to need to see some receipts. Hey, I have all of that. I've sent it to you. You oh, need to just I, review I, it. I need to check my spam folder. <laughs> 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 but back... To the Bills and Rams. Yes. This is going to be a phenomenal game. Two of the best teams in the league playing mm-hmm. against each other. Both have great quarterbacks, strong defenses. They're kind of the counterpoint or you know counterparts for each one. Like They're so similar. Just one's the AFC, one's the NFC. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, that's a really good comparison or a really good analogy because both of these teams do the exact same things very well. Although I am more inclined to think that the Rams have better weapons especially with the uh, the pickup of Allen robinson which i love the pickup of Allen robinson i got him on oh, my yeah. fantasy league i think he'll be kicking ass finally with a good quarterback well legit Allen robinson's career has been just squandered between blake Bortles, nick Foles, and justin fields and who's that last motherfucker oh uh andy dalton like yeah this is not his fault and he still puts up big numbers and does exactly. great exactly Oh, dude. So do you expect to see this juggernaut uh, in the Rams, right? They've got Cooper Cup, the reigning NFL MVP, Allen Robinson, who's great in his own right, Daryl Henderson, who's coming back from injury. He looks like he could be the guy. And then, of course, Matthew Stafford. Like, that's all offense. We're not even talking about the otherworldly talent on the defensive side of the ball. Are they some unstoppable juggernaut for, you know, to repeat? It's hard to repeat. Like we rarely see teams go back to back. That's probably the hardest part more than anything else. They're a team that doesn't rely on retaining all of their players. So a lot of Super Bowl teams get picked apart, right? As soon as they win, people start taking all their good players. They hold on to their elite, truly elite difference makers. And then they let everyone else go. And they're used to doing that. So I think they'll have a lot better time at repeating. I expect them to be... Number one seed in the NFC. Oh, shit. Okay. I mean, the NFC, it really is like the tallest short person type <laughs> competition. So I could easily see that for sure. But on the other side, in the AFC, in the Bills, we're talking about a complete team. 
who missed the uh, who missed the Super Bowl, who I want to say the year before that didn't even make it to the conference championship. Like, is do you think this is the year they get over the hump? I just said so, right? Yeah, they were my pick. Of course, Ugh. they've been building to this. This is their time. This is their moment. They gotta do it. Okay, but now if they don't do it, who do you who do you blame? We'd have to watch the game, right? Like, see what's no, happening. No, no, no. You're making me assume the they're game. losing after I just picked them? Okay, Matt, you have already tied your horse to that cart. So when it doesn't work out, I want to know who you're blaming. I don't need to wait for the season. We know who they've invested their money in. Go ahead and say it out loud. Who are they blaming? It's going to be the head coach, Sean McDermott. He's fucking gone. Oh, you think if they fail yet again in the playoffs, he's done. I you said assume that with a you lot can, of conviction. <laughs> you did. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess you could say, let's bring see if we can poach uh, Andy Reid from the Chiefs or something. You know, he loves to come in and just take a team that's already been built. That's true. Or, hot take, there's a good chance that they'll be able to get Mike McCarthy in the offseason. So, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Ooh, he's going to be a hot commodity if he, the Cowboys release him. Listen, as a Cowboys fan, like as a Cowboys fan, I recognize that I've got a good team, but I've I, I'm I've come to grips with the fact that we just don't perform well in the postseason. I don't see it changing, so I see Mike McCarthy gone. There's your hot take. Noted. I, I have to agree, just because I don't think Jerry Jones, his age, makes him like he wants to win before he dies. And he knows that he has yes. a short window for things for all that to happen. So you can't give people a long leash. So I think he's going to move on quick if things aren't going well. You know, you would think as a man who's on his deathbed, now it's probably got like a thousand thread count Egyptian cotton sheets, but Jerry Jones would take the less need approach to GMing. Get everything that you can, worry about the cap later, build a team for the now. But whatever. It is what it is. You know, we've talked about it, so I'm not going to harp too much. He builds it like a, you know, an owner of a business, right? So not an owner yeah. of an NFL team. You're right. More teams need to do the ramps, even though it's hard to do. You got to get right. But exactly. I like the all in when you have that small window of opportunity. It feels like the Cowboys are like the DeLorean of the NFL. It looked really flashy in the beginning. And then you realize it's got no safety measures, and it's essentially a death trap waiting to happen. <laughs> so, there you go. But, alas, we can move on. We've got that game. Now, we can jump into some other games, but I do want to go kind of back to a few episodes ago. We talked about the uh, who was going to be the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You said it was going to be Mitch Trubisky. Called it. Okay. So, what happens now? Does he have a long leash? I don't think so. I think I also said we can expect Kenny Pickett to be playing this season, too. <laughs> I stand by that. Okay. So what I'm hearing is you, you called the quarterback, but you know that's the wrong quarterback. Okay. Well, yeah, you know how these teams like to work, to work, right? Unless the you know the quarterback, the rookie quarterback is just amazing or he's a early, you know, top 10 pick. You know, oh, let's make him earn it. And then mm-hmm. Trubisky's been around long enough. You know, he can at least look competent enough to try it out there, right? It's not going to look good, 
but he know he can call plays. He can get everyone right, do that stuff that you need to do to at least run an offense. And then once you see him actually throw the ball against a live, real, complex defense, like not a preseason defense, <laughs> you're going to be like, oh, shit, what do we do? And then you start Wait figuring out when do you bring in Pickett, right? Yeah. Yeah, Pickett. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's like Cinderella, her carriage, right? Like It's his gorgeous carriage. And then the season starts and it becomes a pumpkin very quickly. Like, yes, yes. No, I imagine. I don't know. He's been around long enough. He's got to be great in the QB room, right? He knows what he's looking at. He knows the questions to ask and everything to do. His Agreed. arm is just not there. We've seen it. I don't know. I think I think Mitch Trubisky has a big arm. I just don't think he can read defenses. Maybe it was a situation where Nagy never asked him to. I don't know. But I, I, I'm with you. I think he's going to be turning over the reins at some point in the season. I think he has now, issues with accuracy and yeah, decision-making. And then you're going to – you don't keep people around that long if they can't do that. It's one thing, yeah, if you have a weak arm, but you can get it to the right guy. People yeah. will make that work. But if you're throwing it to the wrong, throwing picks, turning it over maybe because you're running around and get hit, I think we're going to see – I'm going to guess before halfway through the season we're going to see Penny uh, Pickett start. I already saw one report say they expect him to be the offensive player of the or rookie offensive player of the year. So oh. other people are getting on board with me all aboard the train. Okay. All right. So they're going up against the Bengals, right? Is it a foregone conclusion that the Bengals are going to sweep or are going to sweep this division? Sweep the division? Yeah. Like win the division or just beat everybody? No, sweep. In the beat every team in their division. They're going up against a Jacoby Brissett-led Browns, Mitch Trubisky-led Steelers, and Lamar Jackson, who is very good. But I'm just saying, you're looking at Joey B. Dude's got swag for days. He does, but I don't think it's a sweep. I think they split the Ravens. So it'll be close. Okay. Close. It'll be so, like 5-1 and one against the division. Okay. So their, I guess, their return to glory continues in week one. I definitely think, think so. I don't, they didn't lose anybody, right? They have another year of Joey B getting healthier, developing Jamar Chase's yeah. year two is probably just going to be even better than year one. I don't see that, what very good reason they have to fall off other than just kind of harping back to this. Cause it's a thing losing the super bowl is tough. We see a lot of teams not hit that same level that year afterwards for well, whatever reason. Honest. But let's be honest, the Bengals, they literally lucked in to a Super Bowl. I'm not saying that they're not a talented team, but the ball bounced their way a lot. I don't see that happening again. Yeah, just like the Chiefs had the ball bounce against them a lot, and they didn't look as good as usual, you don't expect that to continue, right? Like, talent eventually is going to overcome just bad luck or good luck. I don't think they're going to fall off, though. Like, they're not, I'm not expecting 12 and 5. But, you know, mm-hmm. into the playoffs, like, what, 10 and 7? Okay. They're going to have a tough... 10 and 7 can win that division. Yeah, they're going to have a tougher schedule because they won the division. So they're right. going to be playing the best teams. So it's going to be harder than last year. But I don't think they just suddenly seem like to be the Bengals of old that are shitty and they're getting the top 10 draft picks. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we're going to find out. So uh, let's go ahead and... I'm going to mark that one. I'm saying that they're going to sweep the division. You're saying that they're probably going four and two, five and one. Yeah. Okay. So we're both are pretty high on the Bengals. We're just a little bit higher. Yeah. Like 
I think we both agree that they're a good team. I now, think you just hate we'll see. Lamar Jackson that much. I don't hate Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I think he's an incredible athlete. <laughs> don't get me started with this shit. Don't. I like okay? pressing your buttons. For all the longtime <laughs> listeners, we know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> Lamar Jackson is a wonderful athlete. I think he is more than capable of leading the Ravens to another winning season. It's always going to be, is he the better quarterback against the other team when it comes to the playoffs in the postseason? I don't think he's ever going to be the better quarterback, especially against the upper echelon of AFC uh, teams. I was going to say, yeah, once he gets out of that wild card round, right? Like yep. into that second and third round, like, it's going to be tough. Exactly. So stop trying to make it seem like I hate my my fellow brother, <laughs> Lamar Jackson, okay? My dude is good. Just he is not a great quarterback. That's all. So since we stopped talking about him, he still has contract news. True. It hasn't happened yet. Apparently, the Ravens have just made an increased offer to see if they can get things done. I was listening oh, okay. to my po- the other podcast I listened to, Over the Cap. He was mm-hmm. suggesting a $55 million a year contract for Lamar based on largely uh, what the franchise tag would be over the next couple of years. If they just have to franchise tag him, it would average Mm -hmm. out to be about 55 million a year. So since you can get that with franchise tags, why would you take less than that on a contract? That seems like a hell of a lot of money though for Lamar. That is a shitload of money. I mean, but it's one of those things where the market Mm -hmm. dictates, right? It's always the next guy is going to surpass the last guy. Doesn't mean that he's the better of the two. He's just the most recent getting paid. Most recent contract. Yep. And then in two or three years, you're going to sit there and be like, oh, that's not such a bad contract anymore. Exactly. Like, what was it last season? Everyone was talking shit about the Dak Prescott deal, right? Now, all these other deals have gone through and he's now like the fourth, fifth. I think he's still in the top 10 of highest paid quarterbacks. But now that's that looks like a deal. Yeah, he's up there a lot. He got a lot of early money. Like, the devil's always in the details of these huge mega contracts. Yeah. How quickly can you get out of them? How much of it is guaranteed? Looking at you, Browns. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, what's the cash Let's not leave the Vikings like? off of that list, though. Vikings yeah. love to guarantee money to the quarterback, too. The Kirk Cousins, but at least they did a three-year contract that's fully guaranteed. Like, they could have gotten true. out of it. If they didn't mismanage their cap and have to keep extending him and then keep doing it fully guaranteed. <laughs> but the Browns walked up and said, here's what, five, six years fully guaranteed? Oof, that's a long time. That is a long time. <laughs> that's crazy. So just to talk about the Ravens briefly, I don't think we need to discuss the game against the Jets. We know that the Ravens are going to win that game. That's Definitely. done. Are you, are you concerned about the Ravens' offense? At this point, because they've lost Marquise Brown, he was their deep threat. Now, Mark Andrews is still there, who's their primary receiver at tight end. But do you think that there's going to be a significant drop off with uh, the production of Marquise Brown gone? I don't know. He didn't add a ton to the team that's not replaceable to my mind. He had 800 yards or something. You would hope Rashad Bateman can provide you that. And they're just going to run the ball even more. Well, I was going to say, you want Rashad Bateman to be able to provide you that, but I don't think that Lamar Jackson likes to throw the ball unless you're wide open. <laughs> yes, wide open. Yeah. He's got the arm to get it to you once you are wide open. Exactly. But you need to have yeah, no you one around you. you got to be wide open for him to hit you. 
if you're not, unless your name is Mark Andrews, you can just go ahead and sit on your route. Like you don't have to worry about anything else. <laughs> hey, no, you start blocking because he's about to be running. <laughs> There you go. Go ahead and start blocking because you know that motherfucker's about to take off. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, I don't think there'll be a lot different. Like, I think it was great of them to trade. They don't need to spend a ton of money on a receiver they're not using. So, unless he's Mark Andrews, don't pay him. Get a first-round pick out of it. That seemed like a really good trade. There you go. I mean, and using the Marquise Brown as the perfect segue, going to the Cardinals, they opened the season up against the Chiefs. How are you feeling about that? That is going to be a big challenge, except for that we've talked about it. The cards like to come in hot to start the season. So mm-hmm. maybe, just maybe, they're playing them at the right time. So I'm looking at the schedule. or not the schedule, but I'm looking at the season opener. I think that might be one of the funnest games outside of uh, the Rams-Bills game. Because, like you said, the cards like to start hot and fast. So you think it's going to be a shootout. You would have to just based on what they normally do, right? They score a ton of points early in the season, then they fall off. So the Cards and the Chiefs both going to put up a bunch. Take the over on that one. They'll probably be scoring okay. a lot. Hopefully you your know, fancy players are in that game. Uh, no, I was so close to getting Kyler Murray. I w- he was right there. Then the person, oh, two people ahead of me got him. So it's fine. I got some other guys that I'm happy with. I got David, uh, yeah, Derek Carr. The dude just puts up numbers, so I'm comfortable with that. Especially with his new receiver. Oh, and Devontae Adams. My, Matt, did you just set up a perfect segue? Trying to, until you had to question it. No, no, no. I wasn't questioning it. <laughs> I was just verifying what you were saying, because, sure. motherfucker, that was a thing of beauty. Yeah, we can go okay. right into the Raiders. So, the Raiders are opening up their season against the Chargers. Ooh, another good game. Right? There's a lot of stuff coming out of the gate that's going to be fun to watch. I feel like we've talked about it because I think when the season release came out, we went through every single AFC West division game and said (laughs) we're excited for these. As the game to watch. The hype is still real, though. Like, it's going to be an awesome game to watch. It really is. I mean, you think about their last meeting coming down to overtime and then the, what was it? It was like Four seconds left, fourth and 21 or something like that. He hits Mike Williams in the end zone to take the game into overtime. Like, I'm so ready. Dude, Sunday can't get here fast enough. I'm going to wear my fat pants. That, those are the ones that got the crotch blown out because those are my <laughs> most comfortable ones, right? I'm going to wear those, and I'm just going to post up in front of the television for eight straight hours. Oh, I'm so ready. But, yeah, that game is going to be awesome because – can Herbert continue his ascension into like the top tier guys? Can he like yeah. cement himself as what like a top five QB in the league? I Maybe higher. So. Like, and then Devonte Adams on the Raiders. How high is he going to lift that offense? A guy yeah. who wins all of his routes and is just going to constantly be open for Derek Carr to throw to, even if he's covered or not. You just throw it to him. He's going to get the ball. Well, and not only him, but then you're talking about Hunter Renfro, who is the Wes Welker of this generation, that dude just gets open and gets yak. So it'll be fun to watch. I think I'm more excited, though, to see the uh, the year two of Brandon Staley. Like, we talked about him last year. Love him as a coach. I'm excited to see another season under him. See if the defense can continue to adjust to the changes he's made. They added several new pieces on that defense. So can he take a bad you know, overall performing defense and can they go up, you know, that arms race in the NFC, AFC West, 
Like who did yeah. the best with all that? Exactly. That you know, who did they get? They got Khalil Mack. And what was the corner? Uh, was that um, JC Jackson? Exactly. Right. You've, you've taken two great talents. I have to believe that's going to elevate your, your, uh, your, I want to say they were in the mid twenties of defense last year. Yeah, they were mid. Yep. So you got to do better than that, right? You have a great defensive coordinator as your head coach. Yeah. You did great with the Rams. You have a lot of really good pieces on that defense. You got Boza. You got our boy, the safety. What's his name? Oh, Derwin James. Derwin James. Like, you got a bunch of star players who you can do well with. And you know his defense with the Rams was based on maximizing your star players. It's true. So you think you think he would get it done. So hopefully, maybe it was just an adjustment last year. Year two, we'll see a big step. And I think that's what I'm excited about, right? You always see, you always hope to see progression in every position. Head coach is no different. Last year, he had the gambler's mentality. Do we see him kind of rein that back in? Or is he just riverboating it the whole time? I think you just got to keep going with that, right? Like, it's the whole uh, Sean McVay. Like, he just always puts the gas to the pedal on whatever's working. He's willing to, yeah. to step on your neck. Oh, hey, this pass is going. I'm going to keep killing you with it. I think we're going to see that aggressiveness from him as well with the Chargers. Like, just keep it going. They're just going to get better at going for fourth down as they get more used to it. They're going to get better at going for second points or two points. Yeah. The more you do it, the better you're going to get. And then you have these huge competitive advantages over these conservative teams that are unwilling to try it. Oh, it's absolutely right. Like, if you can steal two possessions by extending your drives, that's enough to win plenty of games. Yeah, especially so. these games that are, you know, against in the playoffs and stuff. How many times does it come down to that last possession? How many times oh, does it exactly. come down to a field goal? And then if you've been scoring two points when they've been scoring one, now suddenly yeah. things are super different. Like math at the end there, instead of oh, they're you know they can tie it with a field goal. Oh no, now you're up by six or seven because you've gotten two points every time. Like that's a good it point. just drastically changes things, especially in those close games. Oh man, there's just there's so many storylines going into this season that I cannot wait to get answers for. Like it, it's really one of the more exciting times that I can remember. And I, I feel like I say that every time I talk about the football season, but well, I really one. like, I'm here for it, dude. Week one is when everyone's hopeful, right? Like everyone's like, oh, well, let's see if all these changes we made are ready to go. We all get, you know, we forget about what happened last year. We're ready to move on. We're like, let's see if we can win. You never know. Is this going to be our year? Yeah. Well, you know, and I think that mentality is true for a lot of teams, but then there are always the exception. Where there's a team that's like, we remember how last year went. We are not excited about this year. We're excited about after this season to see who's coming <laughs> through the draft. So like the I'm Jets. talking about the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, the Seahawks, yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> talking about the Seahawks. There's no way that that fan base is excited going into this season with optimism. No, it's a rebuilding year. So you got to just go in with that and hope. You're right. We talked about this before, though. The reason they don't have optimism is they don't have a young QB to be developing. There's no one there to be like, oh, let's see how they do this year. It's just purely a let's get through this and move on to next year. But that feels like a waste of a year, especially with DK Metcalf, right? You're talking about one of the premier receivers when he was with Russell Wilson. Now you've got him with Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Fuck. Yeah, careers in the NFL are too short. 
to just be throwing one season away. It's one thing if he was developing chemistry right. with a rookie quarterback, right? Because then like, hey, they'll have a couple of years together. But now this year is just a throwaway year for everyone on that team. And then where do they Thank have you. to play for, though? Like they know they're playing for a new contract, I guess. They're for some other team. They're not staying yeah. around. Well, that's that's the thing that would infuriate me the most if I'm a Seahawks fan, right? You you're going into the season realizing that you're not going to win your division, you're not going to make the playoffs. There's a very good chance that you might have to be looking at a new GM or head coach next season. Like, what what are you? What could you possibly be excited about? I guess getting to watch the Denver Broncos just beat your ass with your old quarterback. <laughs> In week one, well, they're getting uh, front row seat week one, right? So. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, I mean, maybe you're holding out hope that Russ is real washed over the hill, but I don't see that happening. I just, I think of that meme where, where it's uh, Wolverine stroking the picture. I assume it's just the Seahawks <laughs> stroking that picture of Russell Wilson as he's <laughs> tossing those moon balls just over oh top of them the whole time. Just, that plethora of receivers they got. Russell Wilson is going to make superstars out of Jerry Judy, uh, out of Cortland Sutton, and there's another guy that they just picked up too. Fuck. No, they have good it? receivers. Corey's going to yes. kill me for not naming all of them on their depth chart, but <laughs> they have a bunch. We know they do. So <laughs> he's about so, to put up a punch. Exactly. And then we're going to see – I. I cannot wait to watch Seahawks Twitter melt down when Russell Wilson <laughs> is in the talks for the MVP race come like week 10 or 12. Oh, they're going to be hot. They're it's going to be so good. Mad shit. And it's going to be the best. How much? I know. Gonna and be... then I was going to say, and then on the flip side, they're still talking about 32 year old Geno Smith. Like, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> oh, trying to decide between him and Drew Locke and which one should be playing. That's gonna exactly. be exactly at that point. Screw it. Just go get me a Geno's cheesesteak. Like, don't, <laughs> don't do anything else. Please stop. <laughs> hey, I still want to see if they can lure Jimmy G away from the 49ers. If they can all just come together, get him to waive his no trade clause. Mm-hmm. See if that happens like by week eight. Don't they you shouldn't, think, but yeah, I would but, see it. But I was gonna say, but don't you think if that could have happened, it would have by now, right? The Seahawks haven't seen Geno Smith. Well, they have seen him play. I guess that's true. I was they haven't seen Drew Locke play yet. So Geno Smith has been in the league for since like 2013. Yeah, they've seen him play. And they saw him play last year a little bit when he came in for Russ, and he did not impress. To put but it, they nicely. felt very good about their quarterbacks room. They have a great quarterbacks room. A great it's one true. to turn over next year to new new people no like i think they do have a hall of not even a hall of fame but they've got a very good quarterbacks room if it was built for backups like if the quarterback room was strictly for backups they've got a good quarterbacks room oh they have great number two quarterbacks sure gino smith great as your backup drew lock he's (laughs) he loves being the bench warmer yeah i mean at the very least you know that gino smith can take a punch right (laughs) so (laughs) i mean you gotta love the grit (laughs) oh i love it i love it listen i woke up this morning and i chose violence so nothing is off limits for me awesome i love it so i mean we've got a lot of other stuff going on right so so much now one thing that i keep seeing and we've talked about this plenty of times but the hot pick to win our division is the philadelphia eagles 
How realistic do you think that is? Oh, that's going to be tough. Um, I think a lot of it, though, is a lack of confidence in the other teams around, right? Like, we know Dallas has good players, but do they have a coaching problem in McCarthy? Does mm-hmm. Do the commanders have this giant QB problem in Wentz? Yeah. You know, they also haven't really shown, like, they had an okay season last year. You know, can other people do better? Like, can the defense improve? And then the Giants are just going to be terrible yet again. I have a lot of thoughts on how terrible they are, but I don't know if we have time for all of that. <laughs> oh, we'll so, fucking make time for that. I think the Eagles, I mean, they did. They showed they could do well last year when they committed to running the ball. Right. They added pieces to that team. So yeah. I think people just naturally assume, well, you know, they should get better. And plus, there's always the whole NFC East. No one's repeated in forever. So why That's not exactly assume right. somebody else is going to do it? This reminds me of the season after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, where everyone just assumed it was a foregone conclusion that they were going to win the division, get back to the Super Bowl again, just based off of the resume, right? But if you're looking at it as football people should be, it's going to come down to two things. It's going to come down to coaching and quarterback play. We don't know if Sirianni is a good coach. I think he made great adjustments last season, right? We don't know if Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. I mean, the jury is still out on that. Yeah, I think we've talked about it. I question how much getting A.J. Brown is going to change that offense the wrong direction, right? I just said it. They did best when they ran the ball and they controlled Mm -hmm. the team in the game by running the ball down your throat and playing good defense. If they're going to force passes because they have these sexy new weapons, I don't know. I I feel like that's going to hinder the team more than help. 100%. 100%. You know, all the off-season reports have been talking about how great Jalen Smith has looked. He's looked better. He looked more comfortable, blah, blah, blah. He looks like a better quarterback. That's not saying a lot if going into the season you were at a two, <laughs> right? If you were at a two and you look better than a two, that's great. But the other quarterbacks in your division are at least three or four points higher than you. So I, I have a hard time feeding into that narrative that they – are the locks to win their win our division. I just don't I, see it. I definitely don't see it being a lock. I think they'll be competitive. Like last year, another bad take on my part. I was all doom and gloom on the Eagles. That was wrong. I know you were right for the first half of the season. It looked okay for a bit until Nick Sirianni made those adjustments and then he did a lot better. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's going to be closer to that 500 range. Like I think they're going to be competitive in games. I don't think they're mm-hmm. about to blow everyone out. Of course, everyone in the East is getting two free wins against the Giants. So That's true. That I think the thing that's going to help the uh, the Eagles more than anything is the opening start to their season. I want to say they've got nine, ten games there, excuse me, before their bye, and they don't see a uh, – I think they only see two playoff teams. Wow. Hot start for the Eagles then. Right. I think they have – who are the Lions this week? Yeah. No. Uh, yes, they open up to the Lions. Yeah. So I know the East, because I'm obviously you know Washington schedule pretty well. We're playing the AFC South, <laughs> couple yeah. easy wins there probably. That's the hope. And then you got the what the NFC North. Uh, so yes, you got the Bears and the Lions, the Vikings, not especially competitive teams. So yeah, the schedule might show them winning more, especially like you said early on. So it'll be interesting to see if they get really hot and then if they do like the opposite of last year. They get hot this year and then they cool down once they start hitting those harder opponents. Yeah, no, I think it'll be a situation where everyone expects them to do very well and then 
reality sets in that Jalen Hurts is still the quarterback who has a hard time making accurate throws and good reads. So we'll see what happens, but I by no stretch of the imagination believe that they are a lock. No, yeah, lock is is pushing it, right? (laughs) I think they'll be a, a fine team. Uh, but yeah, to do like, oh, a lock, you need to be going, what, like 12 and five, 13 and four. Yeah. I don't see that like happening that. at all. It's going to be a showdown. Probably the Cowboys and Eagles fighting over who wins. I mean, if I get there lucky, my commanders will be in there, but I'm not holding out a ton of hope until I can see I more win. from Wentz. So there you go. There you go. And now to kind of switch gears about a team that no one has any expectations from, but you and I both think could surprise some people. The Houston Texans, right? Sam uh, Davis Mills was not bad last year. Lovey Smith, he's going to do great things for that defense. And I've heard nothing but good things about their running back. I think this is a team, I don't think they surprise people to the level of the Bengals, but they're going to get some wins. They were a scrappy team last year. You exactly. Know, they fought well, just like the Lions. I think the Lions is a team you feel are going to surprise people this yeah. year. That's kind of that same, you know, scrappy fighting mentality. They didn't just didn't roll over and let people win. They kept fighting back, which is why I thought the head coach should have stayed around. But oh, uh, David Cullen. Yeah, David Cullen. Exactly. And they have, you know, they're playing the Jags a couple of times. The Colts aren't as good as we kind of thought they were a couple of years ago. True. Titans seem to be maybe getting a little bit old. So, you know, there's maybe some opportunity there to beat them. You know, I think. You know, with Mills, you can, if you have the potential for a quarterback, then you have a potential for a good team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, in that AFC South, though, you just talked about the Titans. What are your expectations from them? They lost A.J. Brown, their real threat in the, down the field. What do you expect? So they replaced him with Robert Woods. He's been good with the Rams. Of course, oh, and, he they traded, a, and they uh, drafted Traylon Burks. Yeah, they got Burks. So they replaced some people. You know, Woods is coming off an injury. He was playing in a very receiver-friendly system mm-hmm. with Sean McVay, so it's hard to say how that's going to exactly translate. But, you know, it's all going to be on, is Derrick Henry at full strength or not, or is he going to be showing more wear and tear as time goes on? Can he stay healthy a full season, or is yeah. he going to start getting the injury bug from all of those carries he's had? He's been the big-body power back for the past three seasons. I don't see it. I, I can't see a scenario where he can keep that up this season. They've got to be able to spell him in some way. It's really, really tough to keep putting that much wear and tear on you. We've seen a lot of these, yeah, hard hitting 400 plus carry backs hit a wall a lot of yeah. times. Like they just can't keep it up. So you're right. They're going to have to start spelling him. You can't just win by running the ball a million times on him. You're going to have to mix it up some. So can they get creative? I think some people. Forgot though how many times they won last year. Like they were the quietest team that won that they ended were. the number one seed in the AFC. But then got bounced in the fir- in the first round for them. So are they just a team that's built really well to like just devour these not so good teams? And mm-hmm. then, you know, they had a couple losses last year. They just maybe weren't facing a ton of, you know, high good opponents. I haven't studied their schedule enough to really check that out, but maybe it was something like that. Yeah, I mean I think they were the counterpoint to what we were saying about the Bengals. The Titans, they are they they were a good team last year. Ryan Tannehill was not the pro, was not the reason that they lost games. It was bad bounces. One of those bad bounces 
came against the Bengals in that first round where they capitalized and they snuck past them, right? I I don't know what to expect from them. I agree with you in the sense that Derrick Henry can't keep going this way. They're going to have to find ways to incorporate other playmakers. Yeah, they're going to have to also find someone to replace him, but he has been the number one running back for a while now. Like He's the guy. He's like the one true, really true difference maker at running back who can carry a whole team. It's so that's true. hard to replace. <laughs> it's true. Especially when you don't have a quarterback. I feel like the Bengals are the perfect opposite team, like you just kind of said. Like they're a young team with a quarterback. They're on the rise. It seems like, you know, you can develop. Yeah. The Titans, we feel like we've hit their ceiling and now they have that's nowhere to go like. but down. So I don't necessarily that's think exactly, it's going to fall exactly off a cliff. Like. But I think it's going to start going down as players keep getting older, as injuries mount. And they're going to have to replace people. And then, you know, how quickly can you do that? That's hard to do. So, and this is one of the things we, like a callback to our previous conversation or uh, previous comments about having something to look forward to. The Titans, if they start kind of falling downhill, who is it that they drafted in the third round that is young, exciting, and has a cannon arm? Oh, that's Malik a f- Willis. fair fucking point. That's true. So they got See? young at the best position. They have someone to exactly. develop. They got young at the best position at the best value. And I remember watching his games because I wanted to see how he looked. The kid's dynamic. So maybe that's how you how you spell some of those runs off of Derrick Henry. You get some design quarterback runs. Oh, that's, that's an interesting idea. I think if you have a creative offensive coordinator, that makes a ton of sense. Exactly. It's so, kind of like... Uh, uh, what's the Saints with what's his name? Peyton. It's a, oh, Sean Payton. No, yeah. Well, Sean, who's the tight end? That's the quarterback. Oh, oh, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Kind of like that role where they brought him almost just as a running back. Just to kind oh, of I'm sorry. create I, I'm laughing because no one can see that you did the, the air quotes around tight end. <laughs> yeah. Well, tight end and quarterback, just a player. <laughs> like, <laughs> position. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I think that makes a ton of sense. Like you could get creative with Willis create some new wrinkles for people to have to deal with spell uh, Henry a little bit. I don't see why not. Exactly. Now this is off the beaten path. This is unrelated to anything we just said, but I feel like I've got the perfect description for Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is a white Lamar Jackson. (laughs) Great athlete. Not good quarterback. Not great done. quarterback. The end. Stamp that shit. <laughs> We're done. And you said that you don't hate Lamar Jackson? I don't hate Lamar Jackson. <laughs> okay? I just complimented him. He's a great athlete who can't throw as a quarterback but smells nice. I feel like he's better than Taysom Hill at quarterback. At least he has a cannon of an arm. And when the guy is wide open, he can launch it to him. There you go. Now, does that make you a better quarterback? Oh, there you go. I got your brain biscuits turning now. <laughs> Can right? I plead the fifth on this one? Plead the fifth. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's HIPAA. Oh, so. My bad, my bad. I'll get that right next time. <laughs> <laughs> that's my thing now. Anytime someone asks me a question, I'm pretty sure that's HIPAA. It's HIPAA. I, yeah. Da- yeah, it's like, Daddy, what are we having for dinner? That's HIPAA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're gonna find out together so 
<laughs> but anyway, yes. man, I, dude, like we didn't really have anything scheduled or anything that we were trying to get through. Like what else? You got anything else, man? No, I meant to say this earlier, but I just want to say, make sure you're liking us on uh, app, wherever you get your podcast at. Rate us, share us, please. Let's grow this. There you go. Let other uh, people listen. Probably no one's listening at this point, so they're not hearing this. But if you are, <laughs> this is a call to action. Get yes. Spread the word. Stand back and stand by. <laughs> so no, All I right. think this is a great week one kind of preview next week we can go back to you know how we were you know recapping games and talking about what's coming up and all that good shit exactly exactly i think next next week's episode is going to give us all an opportunity to to see the product that's been on the field and then get some informative takes because that's what people come to us for oh they come to us for the best takes and again 100 percent of the time we're right 50 percent of the time so this guy it's hard to beat those it. numbers. It's hard to beat that. <laughs> That's right. This guy fucking gets it. <laughs> All yeah. right, well, guys, as always, like Matt said, follow us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to that good shit. That's where you can find us. Yes. Feel free to interact with us on Twitter. Again, we always say that. Like, We'll definitely tweet you back. Give us your oh. takes. If they're good enough, maybe we'll throw them out on here. And if they're really bad, we'll still throw them out there and we'll just roast you for them. So it's oh, even yeah. better. We will burn the shit out of you if it's bad. <laughs> Looking at you, those Packers fans. There you go. Oh, let's not forget our good friend Captain Smirk, the Raiders. Captain Although Smirk. he made me crow because this team did well. So his team did do much better. So hey, we will own up to that shit when we're wrong. Exactly. Well, guys, <laughs> right. as always, follow us on Twitter. Uh, delay of pod. Uh, delay of pod. Delay of right? game pod. Delay of game pod. I'm old and forgetful. Matt's the uh, the young, youthful, and jubilated one, I guess. <laughs> yeah, this is not great when I'm the young one. We're the <laughs> over-the-hill gang over here. We'd be a terrible team. <laughs> All right, guys. Be good. All right. Bye. <laughs>